Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to Sunday service. Today, we've got a little bit different of a format than we're used to. In fact, I don't remember the last time we did this format where we actually have a one-on-one -on -one type of format. And today, my guest is Matt. Matt is out of Virginia Beach and as he called it, the seven cities. As you can tell, I know nothing about the seven cities, but he's from those seven cities. We're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about his journey, where he's at in his business and uh, possibly what we can do to help amplify and get him to the next level. Um, I've got a ton of students in Virginia. I'd love to have my students reach out, maybe squat up with Matt. And uh, today we're gonna answer some questions in the Q&A. Matt and myself, I'm gonna put Matt right on the hot seat and have Matt answer all the questions. <laughs> It'll be a good one. So uh, Matt, how you doing, bro? Good, brother, appreciate you, man, I'm grateful. Me too, man. I, You know, the reason why you're on here is because we ran a contest inside of our Facebook group, Creative Finance with Pace Morby. And the contest was, hey, we, we wanna get some one-on-one -on -one time with Pace, Cody, and yourself if you invite the most people to that Facebook group. And it's kind of crazy, that Facebook group, we started it a year and four months ago, and it's at 30,000 members, and 27 or 28,000 of them are active every single week. So it's an incredibly active Facebook group and one of the best places to find out more about real estate. Oh, look who Absolutely. we got. We actually got Cody Barton on here today. Let's check it out. Um, oh, there he is. What's up, bro? How you doing? Yo, what up? What's up, man? So, uh, Cody, this is Matt. Matt won the contest for our Creative Finance Facebook group for inviting the most members during our last contest. Oh, Sweet. So we Congrats, brought Matt man. on. Nice. Thank you, brother. I'm going to put Matt right in the middle, dude. Yeah. We're going to make a Matt sandwich. <laughs> Matt, how can people get a hold of you if they are in the Virginia um, area? I mean, he, uh, Facebook is IG. Either way is fine. It's just at Matt Suddeth. There's not many uh, Suddeths that I know other than my father. So, and my three year old son, and he's not on social media. So. Um, Matt I've Suddeth. never heard of Suddeth at all. So you yeah, must be the only Matt Suddeth. Yeah, that's it. I think. Love it. So guys, I've got my IG live going as well. So if you guys are on G IG live, just so you know, every Sunday at 7 p.m., we are on youtube.com forward slash Pace Morby. We are streaming Sunday service. It's a podcast that Cody and myself, my business partner of the last over two years, We've been actively doing Sunday service for, what would you say, Cody, at least 18 months, right? Yeah. I mean, summer of 2019. No. Yeah. Yeah. Summer Over of 2019. Years. Yeah. Holy crap. How did it start? Um, I mean, we're just like, maybe we should, people keep asking us so many questions about what, what's going on in our business and how to help them. So we're like, why don't we just start, you know, doing a call where we talk about our biz, what we're deals we're working on and let people just listen in and ask questions. And we started on a conference call line where people would have to like dial in a pin on their phone to listen in. And then we switched to, what did we switch to Instagram live? We switched to Instagram live for like a month and we're like, this is the, that was the worst idea we ever came up with. Yeah. That was like worse than the phone line, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was not a good idea. So we were doing that for a while. And then we, I, I ran into Ty, um, ask Flipman on YouTube. And I was talking to him about how he goes live and what he does. And he suggested StreamYard. So I sat down with him and we started running StreamYard and we, man alive, we had this 
time when we first started, this is before COVID hit, where we were at like 800 live viewers every single Sunday. And then COVID hit, we kind of paused on Sunday service for, I'd say like four or five months. Yeah. Um, and then we had to come back and build up our audience and all that kind of stuff. But here we are, Sunday service, guys. If you're on IG Live, switch over to YouTube. As you can hear my wife right now, this is so funny. My wife is walking through my house. Can you hear my text messages go off right now? Okay. Well, my wife is no, going through my house it. and she's ta- ta- she's sending photos to our handyman, hundreds of them like, fix this, fix this, fix this. And I'm in this group chat. I'm getting blown up. But anyway, Matt, so let's talk about your business. What are you doing? Where are you stuck? What's going on? How can we help? What What do you feel like you need the most in your business right now? Have you Are you having ups and downs? Are you steady, like launching to the moon? Are you making hundreds of millions of dollars? Where are you at? No, not there. Not there yet. But yeah, I guess that is the thing. Creative finance is the thing because I guess I started wholesaling about 10 years ago, maybe dabbling, if you will. I didn't really get serious till. Maybe three years ago, my brother moved back uh, to Virginia where I'm at, Norfolk, um, from South Carolina. We got serious then. I mean, basically, especially recently, I'll fast forward all the way to recently, is, is, is just, I don't know, man, it's, it's highs and lows. Maybe it's the market. Maybe it's me. I don't, I don't know what it is. But everybody, it seems like all our potential um, leads that's coming in from our VA is potential creative finance. And that's where we kind of get stuck because they're wanting retail. They're wanting, you know. What, that's just what it is lately. So it's like, you know, might get a good wholesale deal. Let's say something huge, like we've done 50K deals. We've done $900 deals, but then it'll be another three months. It'll be whatever. So because we just need creative finance. And I have worked with my brother and I, and we have another partner, Shamir. He's actually just turned 16. So I'm sure he's watching. So shout out to you, Shamir. Um, so he's amazing too. And we have have the one VA, same same company you guys use. Um, what is it? Are they switched Start the Virtual. Uh, start Virtual, yeah, yeah. Yeah, start virtual. So yeah, but all the leads coming in now, it seems like shit. Ninety nine percent of them is is potential for creative. So we get stuck a lot with that. Um, we've been squatting up, as y'all say, with with a lot of y'all. Kelly was Hannah was actually one of the very first that that I spoke with. But I know she got more hands on with you and had to wasn't able to help as much. Um, yeah, we ended up we ended up hiring her full time. She's been one right. of the. I was just telling my wife um, how great of a job Kelly is doing and how blessed we are that she came into our world. And as you experience with her, she's just such a warm and welcoming person. But then she was so helpful to so many people. And then we ended up hiring her full time because of how helpful she was. I can see why. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, sure. she's un- she's unbelievable. She's so great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. you're getting a lot of leads you feel like 99% of them are creative finance related. What, what are you doing with them? Are you assigning sub twos, assigning seller finance, or do you get stuck in that conversation and you don't know how to convert it over? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. We get stuck on it. Um, I mean, we have now, um, it's been, I don't know, maybe let's say a year. Um, so been going through, there's been a lot of sub two students who've it haven't really worked out and I'm not dissing anyone. I'm very grateful, but you know, people will be busy and stuff. They have their own business. So, uh, but I have a few now that are nothing is closed yet, but a, a couple on the verge. Um, some awesome sub two students have, have helped you know, are, are currently helping. Um, but yeah, that's basically what you said. We get stuck on, on that, man. It's like, let's say average with one VA, three potential leads a day, but the majority of them, you know, we need those help that help because it's like they, they want retail or, you know, it, it fits into that creative finance category. So we get stuck, you know, Brand, we get them as, bro, you know. three leads a day from a VA is really good. Yeah, average. Sure. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, most, they're amazing. most of the time we tell people to expect like two maximum on average, right? So if you're hitting three on average, I mean, I'm sure you're having days where you hit zero and then one sure. day you get five and all that kind of sure. stuff. Yep. But if you're averaging three a day, how many days a week are your VAs calling? Five days a week. So now it's, what is it, Tuesday through Saturday. Yep. Smart. Cody, is that the best setup? Yeah, it's not not bad. Monday through Friday is fine. Tuesday through Saturday. We didn't really notice that big of a difference. Um, what we main, The main reason we don't have them call on the weekends anymore is because our salespeople don't follow up on Saturdays. So we just have kept them Monday through Friday. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I mean that that's good as far as you know how how the lead flow is going in your business. Obviously, you know then it comes to the conversion aspect. I mean, you know one of the one of the biggest things I would say, Matt, is understanding that most of the time, like it's very seldom that a lead is going to be asking you know at wholesale pricing. It's just sure. not super common. And, you know, a lot of times it's those one, you know, they're, they're usually holding their, their cards and, you know, saying they want retail. Um, For sure. And so are you finding that these people are open to creative terms, but they're, you're having trouble negotiating the terms with them, or it's, they're just probably not that realistic, whether they're selling on creative terms or, or not. I mean, is their motivation strong enough, you think, on the ones that you're having challenges with? I know Pace could chime in really well with, you know, those levels of motivation here too. Yeah. I mean, it's both for real. I'm sure y'all see that too, you know, so it's a mix of course. So uh, since I'm not a creative finance expert by any means, I, I don't know. And like I said, I have sub two students that are helping are, you know, trying to help. We haven't closed anything yet, but um, so some of them, I don't know, could be, sh uh, you know, trash, but you know, some of them might say what you're saying. Yeah. We're open to terms um, for sure. Like you said, I agree. No one's going to come in there and well, rarely come in there and say, yeah, I want 20 grand for a 200 grand ARV. You know what I mean? But so that's mm -hmm. rare. But even still, I don't know if it's like nowadays because of the market, because it's going crazy. Everybody's I don't know if it's that or what it is, but it just seems recently everybody is, you know, and we can get them as far as uh, saying, hey, are you open to terms? You know, get them there. We then kind of get stuck, you know, so that's where we're kind of at. Okay, so let, let's talk about this, because I think that um the, one of the greatest things that the sub two students have access to is live calls, right? So like the reason why so many of our students are doing so well is because instead of us just teaching, hey, here's the script, go do that. Um, a couple weekends ago, Matt Beard and myself actually just got on the phone with our student sellers and just called for five hours and showed people exactly how to convert those conversations. So it was sub two deals. Uh, like we just locked up a sub two deal for one of our students where he's students like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to say. I go call him right now. Students like, dude, it's 10 o'clock at night. I go, okay. Does the sell is the seller motivated or not? He goes, she's right. motivated. I go call her. We woke her up, locked up the contract. <laughs> this was literally two weeks ago. We locked, we woke her up. Um, we locked up the contract and we bought it and close escrow two days ago so in less than seven days, right? So my suggestion, Matt, is why don't you go back to your team this week, okay? Go back to your team, and I want you to bring me 10 leads. That's your goal by Saturday, okay? I want you to bring me 10 leads by Saturday, and I will personally call those leads for you, Should and I will, let, I, will, I will let you into my private 
um, sub to Zoom so you can see how that community reacts and what we do on in our private Zooms. It's, dude, I had, I'm not kidding. I had a student cry this morning on our Sunday morning Zoom. It is such a family atmosphere and so fun. Um, I would love to show the students how to treat somebody from the outside of that Zoom and bring you in. But you've got the, your, your entrance into one of our Zooms is your key to the entrance is going to be you setting up 10 leads for me and Matt to call for you. Yeah. Should I leave on a high note now that I'm excited about that? I'm hyped. I could just exit now because that's, that's dope <laughs> as hell, man. That's, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's amazing, man. For sure. I can't even, Well, Matt, yeah. you know, I, I just, I have a hard time. I'm a monkey see monkey to do kind of guy. Yeah, right? same, like, same, yeah. I have a hard time teaching people. And I think that scripts are shit. I just think they are like, think about this, like Matt, you married guy or you got a girlfriend. What's the story? 12 years together. So basically. okay. Was everything you told her, was it a script? <laughs> no, of course not. Right. And that's how I feel about sales. I don't feel like sales should be a script because it is true relationship building. And if you're going on a date with a girl, you know, you might have some guidelines. You might have some notes to write on your hand, like remind her she's sure. beautiful. Remind her she looks good in green. But outside right. of that, you, if you go off of a script, it's going to come off disingenuous, right? Absolutely. And so what I want to show you is I want to show you how to talk to sellers, not tell you how to talk to sellers. I want to show you because yeah. same thing with Cody. Like think about the years and years Cody had to put hard work and effort into being good at what he did when nobody was able to sit down and show him the step-by-step. Um, of how to be the best integrator in business. Like there's things Cody's doing on a daily basis that I'm just like, wow, thank you. Like he just brought a new CFO to the table. He brought a new HR company to the table. I wasn't involved in any of those decisions. It would be, Cody, how cool, cool would that have been if somebody showed you that three years ago? Yeah, no, it'd be great. I mean, it's like the lessons that we learn even consistently now are, are out of failing and you know it's like going to the next level it's like you know hitting hitting your head a few times and then oh yeah. i'm gonna do something a little bit different than that i, I would <laughs> yeah. say there's there's been a couple of people along the way that have tremendously helped us in our partnership and i would say mm -hmm. evo um dragonov from batch yes. has been instrumental in a lot of For the stuff sure. that we do um Huge. and a handful of other people but i i know that like the challenge is you're only getting small little nuggets from them but what was cool about Evo is that Evo was able to, he just opened up his playbook and he was like, come into my office. Let me show you, bring your laptop. Let me show you. And for that type of value, I feel like that's the thing that need that people need to go over the edge, right? Like 100%. reading a book, going to a seminar, watching YouTube videos can only do so much. And at some point I just need somebody to take my hand and show me the way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Totally agree. Yep. So who on your team take, like, let's say your VA from Start Virtual, by the way, shout out Start Virtual. They run basically our entire company. Um, Startvirtual.com for anybody that needs a VA. Amazing, yep. amazing company. So Start Virtual generates three leads a day for you. Who's the first person that talks to those leads outside of your VA? Well, now it's, it was my brother and I, my brother has taken on, uh, our uncle owns a construction company. So he's basically with that full time. So really now it's down to me. And, and I mentioned Shamir, he's, he just turned 16. So it's, it's either me or him. And he met me off of, off of TikTok, and he just hit me up asking me about, um, 
how to help with wholesaling. So I was like, okay, he'll be, you know, people, I'm obviously, you know, you guys know, hit you up all the time asking for help. And I was like, sure, I'll help you with wholesale and maybe be a bird dog or something. He turned into a partner. And so it's basically me and him now, now that I my brother's that. working full time. That. Cool. So many people sleep on how powerful social media really can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cody and I get yeah. private, we get private lenders, right? I get, I get lenders that reach out to us all the time sure. um, and say, hey, I want to invest in your projects. We get employees that we hire. Um, dude, it's crazy how powerful social media is. And when people go, I go, you just hit me, hit me up on IG. People go, oh, I don't have an IG. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, like the, thing that's like the business card for the 2020s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the entire reason I'm here right now because I had an early mentor some years back and I had, I don't know, 900 friends on Facebook and he was saying, man, you got to get the max 5,000. I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. But then I started doing it and making it all real estate related. So I had 5,000, whatever friends, you know, that was real estate related. And I said, okay, there you go. I'm going to see if they can add value and get value from the, from the group. So it was easy for me to. What's your name again on, on uh, Instagram? It's Matt Suddeth. It's my name. Okay. So Matt Suddeth, everybody hit him up on Instagram. If you want to reach out to him, here's, here's what I would say. I've got, we've got nearly 300 people in here watching live, which is great on a Sunday evening. So shout out to everybody that came in here live. Let's take a little vote. Um, all the students that are here, all the sub two students, what do you guys say to letting Matt come into our, a Saturday Zoom this upcoming Saturday and having us call his leads um, and showing him what we're all about? Are you guys all, give me a yes or give me a no. Um, I, I think just knowing how our students operate, we've never done that before. Our, our mentorship, um, very, very exclusive. We've never brought an outsider in, but I think that that's really what the whole purpose of this is, is like we teach our students to turn around and teach other people and become, you know, micro mentors themselves. So, um, yeah. getting a lot of yeses in here. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Kama yeah. high. Look at Kama high. Freaking Kama, I love high. It too. Kama high. So, um, love it. Okay. So Saturday, here's what I want you to do. Okay. This is what my students will do. They'll actually set up a phone call for me so that the seller expects a phone call. Right. It's not the end of the world if they don't, but at the, what you really want is you want the seller expecting a call. And what I would do is I would set these people up. So let's say during the week, you either A, you're going to go back to previous leads and go, hey, you know what? I told you I probably couldn't help you, um, but we actually added a new partner to our, our business and he runs a whole separate division at this point. I'd love to get you on the phone with him and see if we could actually get you the number that you were asking for. Are you still open to selling? And if so, are you open to getting on a phone call sometime this Saturday? Okay. Yep. Um, what I would do is I would set up the call between um, 10 a.m. Arizona time and 1 p.m. Arizona time. So that three-hour window. You're in Virginia. So right yeah, now in Arizona, yeah, in Arizona, it's 718. What is it? 1018 where you're at? Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all good. Man. We're like, come on I'm, our podcast, 10 p.m. at air, 10 p.m. <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> My son's asleep. I had I come out back. I have a separate space out back, so it's all good. I'm grateful. I would have done it at 2 a.m. It's all good. Love it. Okay, cool. So what we'll do is, um, I want you to try and set up 10 calls. If you can't set up 10 calls, no big deal. But I'd oh, love you, to man. have you set up as many as you can. 
Each phone call I typically do will take about 15 to 20 minutes. So try and stack them in the best you can. Absolutely. And um, I'll probably call a good the first six or so. And I might have Matt jump in, make a few phone calls, and then I'll have some of my top students jump in and call a few of them as well just to kind of show you um, you know, the students can be, and a lot of them are just as good as me on the phone. So we'll switch that up and, um, show you how to con take the, the conversation of, yeah, I'm open to terms. Or even when a seller says they're not open to terms two weeks ago, I made five hours of phone calls and we had multiple sellers, like the students set up the call and the seller says, no, I'm not interested in creative finance. No, I'm not interested in seller finance. No, I'm not interested in terms. I want my money now. Yeah. And during those 15 minute conversations, I convert those sellers into saying, damn, I don't know what you just did, but you like, <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I have to go this route. This is the way to go. I want to show you how we do that. Okay. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I've, I just, well, no, I've got maybe 30 minutes left. It took me months, mind you, but I almost got finished with, almost done with the 24 hour live you did. So, um, I got, you know, a few minutes. Shout out, there. shout out to anybody that finished the 16 hour and the 25 hour live. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did a 16 hour so live. I did a 16 hour live April 29th of last year. And then I did a um, 25 hour live about two, three months later. It sounds like that's the one that you've been chopping up. Yeah. Now I don't know which one it is. I have to look, but yeah, one of those. So they're both insane, but they are insane. I, so here, let's, <laughs> let's go through this for a couple minutes. So, just to rehearse this, okay? What I like to do is when you have a seller that says, I want 200 grand for a $200,000 house, you say, okay, great. Well, we do pay that kind of money. We don't have a problem with paying that kind of money, but it's gonna go to a separate division in our company that talks more about terms, okay? Matt, you've heard my F-150 story, I hope? Absolutely, yep. Okay, so even, typically, even my 16 year old partner, Shamir, says it to people now like that. So, yeah. love it. Okay, cool. So, and there's all sorts of stories that our students use now, like the, uh, the credit card store, all sorts of things, chopping down the orange tree. There's all sorts of amazing stories that help sellers understand what terms means. But I would do your best in helping them understand what terms are. And whether they say yes or they say no, it doesn't matter to me. I still want those phone calls. Okay. Most of the time, I tell the students, I want the absolute worst phone calls. I don't want the easy ones. I want the hard ones because I want to show you how to overcome objections, not lock up deals on easy laydowns. Right. And what we'll do, maybe Cody and I will end up buying 10 Airbnbs out there in Virginia Beach. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be amazing. Air, yeah. We're trying, to, we're trying to dominate the world right now with Airbnb. So <laughs> um, we'd, yeah. we'd love to take a look at them. Yeah, qual, uh, Quality QC says Tree of Life story is a really good one that we tell tree of life <laughs> so what we'll do is you set those up and you say hey i have a new partner um he brought a, a few new alternative ways of buying properties to the table um i'm not that great at explaining it to to you so i'm going to have him call you on saturday what time works and then i want you to try and fit that in a window of 10 a.m arizona time which would be 1 p.m your time All up right. to 4 p.m your time and we'll make those phone calls Absolutely. I'll wait until we get off here until I run down the street flipping out. That's amazing, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> of course. And you'll, you'll be inside the like cocoon, the oasis that we call it of the inside the sub two mentorship. So I mean, we've got, that, sorry, go go ahead. Ahead. you go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say quickly, sorry to cut you off. Um, 
I've got some on the verge with some of some of your sub two students already. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll I won't go with those. So that was sorry. That was just yeah. Give me different leads. Give yeah, me okay. give me different leads. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. Yep. Give me different leads. Let the students work the other leads with you. Um, in fact, what I'll probably do is that Matt and I will push those conversations forward for you with those other ten leads, and I'll probably okay. hand those conversations if you know we'll probably lock up one or two of those contracts. Awesome. But what we'll what we'll really want to do is the other eight. We'll want to move those conversations forward to a follow-up, and the students that you're already working with will be the ones that will help you do the follow-up long-term on those. Amazing. Okay. Sound good? Awesome. Yeah. Carolina Allen says, I've done it. deals in Indy. Happy to help. I think she's talking to somebody else, though. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Kyle Weather, Weatherill. I, I, I had this phone call two Saturdays ago where people were like, so what's the opening line when you talk to a seller? I go, doesn't matter. And they were like, well, don't you say the company name? Don't you say, hi, this is Pace from America. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just tell them that I just had a ham sandwich. And that's my introduction. <laughs> and at the end of the phone call, the guy was like, you are the best salesperson I've ever talked to is what this guy says. It was like, <laughs> I actually never told him my name. We got through a 15-minute phone call. He was a guy who said he wasn't originally interested in seller finance. We converted him into a seller finance conversation. He was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Makes so much sense in the world. And he never got my name. And at the end, he's like, what's your name again? I go, I never told you. I just told you I, ate ham I was eating a ham sandwich. <laughs> so it was it was a really good one. It, it was um, We just did like a little snippet on my um, IGTV. So outside of seller calls, we're going to help you out with that. Okay. Outside of that, um, what do you feel like systematically you're struggling with in your business? Maybe Cody can help you out with some stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm definitely, um, cause got it from you. Um, no, I, I might mess it up. Rocket fuel. I think that that was the one where you do the uh, integrator. I had my team do that at the time, which is, was, I mean, I already knew that I'm a hundred percent visionary basically. And, and, um, uh, my brother was too. So that's where it was. Difficult AKA disorganized, AKA yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100. percent That's where when I, I think it was you. I don't know if it was you or I heard it. I'm pretty sure it was you talking about um, you know, example of like a plumber who could be a great plumber, but he's got shit ton of receipts in his car all scrambled up. I said, yeah, that's that's it, man. That's 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 for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, all day, man. So Cody is the, the man. Somebody like that, you know what I mean? Needed for sure. Because I was telling yeah. somebody the other day. Um, they go, Pace, thank you for everything you do, and I was like, y you guys don't truly understand that I couldn't do half of this stuff, not even 25% of it without Cody. Cody is the most important relationship I've brought into my life and somehow manifested this guy. And look at him. Over time, he's grown a longer beard. He's turned into more of a man. He's driving Porsches and Maseratis. The guy is unbelievable. Um, so uh, good question. Jonathan Wallmarker says, where are you marketing? Tell us about your marketing. What list are you working? Let's get Cody to give you some feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're doing, I mean, we've done everything in the past um, years, but right now just um, it's Mojo, our, our um, VA is just, is doing, whether it's tax delinquent, we have so many lists. And I think I may have even heard it from Cody where I, where I stopped. We were like getting new lists all the time. And then I was like, holy shit, I think I listened. I think it was you, Cody, who said yeah. that. And so it's maybe the past year, yeah, basically I think the past year we stopped that. <laughs> She's just redialing, which has been amazing. You know what I mean? So all the lists we already had that we kept going, you know, 
it's we haven't even bought a new list i think in a year Let, so let's pa let's pause on that because i want to make sure we hit that home there's people that have not heard that before so cody do you want to yeah. reiterate what that advice is and what the problem is that people are causing in their own business it's the truth man. yeah yeah i mean when it comes to the list that you're working um a lot of times people think they buy a list of five thousand or ten thousand records they call through at one time and now they need a new list it's that that list has been called through right so the thing that people have to understand is a lot of this business is timing and then consistency. It's hitting the list at the right time, consistently working through that list to be able to get those people that didn't answer the phone the first time that they were called. And so look like what we look at doing is if we have one cold caller, one list of five to 6,000 records should last typically a full month. And, you know, for some people, they're like, well, no, I'll dial through that in about a week or just over a week. And well, the thing is, you, you recycle through that list. You're going to go through that list, you know, multiple times. Once you've went through that list, you know, six or so times and it's really gotten down from that five to six thousand records. Now there's two thousand or less records. Your lead count has started really going down. Um, you're getting less than a lead a day. Obviously, you know, that's when you that's when we look at adding more lists into our databases. Once we're seeing that we went through that, you know, six to eight times, depending on the list, or if it gets too small, too fast, like you've already had a lot of, you know, DNCs added, you've had, you know, the leads that have converted and over into your system. So um, that that's a, that's a big thing that people end up burning through too much money too quickly. So um, one cold caller could have one, uh, you know, list of 5,000 records for a month. And then, you know, you just add on, um, you know, every month and a half or so. And then you could, you could arrest the list and come back to it after a couple of months and try to, you know, drive through that list again. And you could still scrape leads out of there. Like you're saying, you've pulled a lot of data over time and you've even yeah. noticed you can still scrape leads out of those. So um, yeah. you can really work through these lists a lot to yeah. and pull opportunities out of them. So um, it's such great advice because we see that all the time. And guys, anybody that's watching on IG uh, live right now, we're on YouTube. So jump over to youtube.com forward slash pace We've got about 300 people watching on um, between my YouTube and Cody's YouTube. So that's great advice, dude, because it saves people thousands of dollars. I think it's something oh, that yeah. the, the list providers and the skip tracing companies are not going to tell you to do this because it, no. it takes millions yeah. <laughs> of dollars out of their pockets. But real quick, Cody and I bought four seller finance deals this week, okay? This week from a wholesaler that we gave a single list to two years ago. And that wholesaler is still calling on that same list. And every single month we're doing deals with that wholesaler from that list. Yeah. And how big the list was, it was probably like thirteen to 14,000 records. That's it. They just continually call that list over and over and over and over. They struck lightning. They got one seller that is how many seller finance deals have we bought from that one seller from this person? Probably a dozen or so. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> we'll continue to buy another 20 or 30 all on seller finance. They'll all turn into to Airbnb. That's from one list we gave that wholesaler two years ago. They are still <laughs> calling on the same list. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I was going to invest more invest more in my business, what I would invest more in is I would get a second cold caller or maybe a texter rather than buying more lists, right? Cody, do you kind of feel the same way? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if you, when you're at a point where you feel like you're okay, you've already met, you've capped out on what you can do with the leads that you're getting, you know, obviously it's, you know, getting additional help to generate more leads. Um, but in your situation where you're, you know, getting a few leads a day, I mean, where, where do you feel like you're, you're most stuck? Is it in having those, you know, sales conversations with, with those leads or is it, you know, do you, are you tracking, you know, how many calls you're making, um, on a weekly basis as well? Well, that's another thing with the KPIs and things like that. Um, my brother and I had brought someone on board, but like I said, my brother, even himself had to go back to a, a, a regular job. So he's, you know, it's, we weren't really doing that. Like Pace was saying, being an organized person or an integrator like yourself. So all mm -hmm. that, all that stuff that needs to be done. I got to get better at it myself. Cause is, is Shamir, I, is that, is that his name? I apologize. Yeah. If I said that. Yeah. Okay. Shamir. Yeah. So, um, is he kind of more of an integrator personality he, a little bit? He, more than me. Yeah. Which, which okay. the bar is low, but, but yeah, he's kind of both. He did the test and I think he was 50, yeah. 50 basically. So yeah. here's one thing that I would suggest doing because one of the biggest things that I talk to investors and they're like, oh, I'm having trouble. I'm getting some leads, but I'm having trouble. It's actually keeping track of how many phone calls you're making on a daily basis. You will be surprised if you actually truly track how many you make. And that that could be, you know, a big game changer in the results that you're getting. Um, so I would have I would have him, you know, help you track them. Literally, don't make it complicated, like make it as easy as possible for you. Download an app like CallRail, for example. You can, you know, track how many calls you've made on a phone number or however you want to do it. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, get get something where you can track how many phone calls you've made in a day. And then at the end of each day that you're working Monday through Friday, making these calls, have Shamir help update just an Excel sheet, literally Excel sheet in Google Drive. You know, it, tomorrow is August 16th, August 16th calls made contacts made and you know uh that, that that's going to be a big thing for you to look at like and if you're not making at least 65 plus calls a day monday through friday that that's the first indicator of you know okay that may be your issue more than like you know having trouble converting sellers because if you make the, the right amount of calls consistently deals just kind of start to happen and I mean, Pace, like I, I know you always tell the story of like our sales guys like last year where, you know, it's like, oh, it, you know, deals aren't happening. Like, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, last it was actually really interesting is when COVID happened. Right. So when COVID happened, our sales team, um, I get a text message from our sales manager at the time and he's like, man, I'm having like a mutiny with all the sales team. We're having a problem. Everybody thinks the world is ending. And um, I go, oh, my gosh freaking oh my gosh so i jump in my prius because i'm balling hard i ball so hard i drive a prius so i jump in my prius head down to the office and um i have a company meeting and they're like yeah man the news is saying this and the such and such and that's why our contracts have stopped this week and we're really slow the last week the week before that and covid 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 and i'm like okay but what do the numbers say and it came down to us opening up the KPIs and we found out because at the time our sales guys minimum amount of outreach. So this is very different than cold calling. Our guys weren't cold calling. They were just doing follow up. Right. So we were having our sales guys do 50 follow up calls every single day as a minimum threshold. And 
literally this was this is what they said they come in and they go well you know we the the conversations have been so hard that that's why we've slowed down i was like what are the numbers tell me the numbers where are we at show me the numbers and their average phone calls per day matt take a guess how many phone calls were they making a day their average they, they have to be at minimum 50. where were they matt somehow got muted uh, 10, 10. I don't know. You're right. It was between 10 and 15, 10 and 15 phone calls. They weren't even doing 20% of the work. And so what was happening is they'd have one or two bad phone calls on that. Somebody would bring up COVID. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to sell my house. COVID is going on. It's crazy. And the, it would demoralize the guys. And at the end of the day, this is a math equation, right? So for us, we told the guys it needs to be 50, just get to 50. And we, I stayed on top of them every single day. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, 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 contract, 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 go back. We have another sales meeting. I go, guys, here we are. What's the, what was the thing? And they go, we weren't making the calls. We just weren't making right. calls. You're hundred percent right. It all came down to the numbers. It can't, it comes down to the numbers. That's it. Same thing in the JV department. So think about this, Matt, in our JV department, we have a few guys that are doing outreach to other wholesalers and other realtors here locally, right? And they just say, hey, you know, I represent Pace and Cody. They're fixing and flipping. Now Matt, Matt now is part of our fix and flip business. Um, I represent them, we wanna buy, right? We found that they were just not even close to the amount of outreach that you have to do. And so there's a KPI for us there. Okay, so on the sales team, on follow-ups, the KPI we follow is what are your daily follow-up calls? Minimum needs to be 50. Okay, minimum needs to be 50. And if you can't make 50 follow-up calls, that means you don't have enough leads. So you got to go back and make sure. And for you, you have three leads a day times 30 days, or not 30, probably 25. So you're generating 125 leads a month. You have enough leads. You have enough leads. We just got to talk about how you follow up. What's a better follow-up process? And if somebody says, no, I'm not interested, do you follow up? The answer is typically 90% yes. Um, and how do you follow up? And what do you say? What are the scripts? What's the guideline? What, what do you do there, right? But from the JV department, it's a different KPI. It's not 50 outreach calls every day. It's how many addresses can I comp for a, a realtor or a wholesaler before I get a contract. And the number for us is about 35. So that means if you are in the JV department and you only got 25 addresses sent to you this week, then you don't deserve a contract. That's it. Like you might as well not have worked if you only comped 34 addresses this week, right? It's either 35 addresses minimum or don't even work at all is my opinion, right? So it's the same thing with you is you guys got to take an inside look at your follow-up and what are your daily phone calls and when are, are you guys doing it consistently? If you are doing it consistently, what is that number? Do you know the average amount of phone calls you're doing outreach on right now, Matt? Yeah, no, that's the problem. Yeah, I think we did so it Matt, one time. Cody, I, what would be the easiest way for him to track that? Yeah, just the, literally said? call rail, Excel sheet. And, yeah. and there's, there's fancier ways to do it. But I don't sure. like giving fancy ways because then it adds like confusion. But like if you can open an Excel sheet and type in at the top the, the date, uh, calls made, contacts made, and then you just track. Then the next day you start, add the next date and just do that. And then, you know, organize it a little bit better as you go. And, you know, just keep 
keep an eye on the consistency. Um, like I was telling like Pace, like my, um, my girlfriend, Hael, she's, she's been working for uh, a couple other investors working and basically running a lot of their operation over the last year. And she's going out on her own. And she's like, you know, um, I was telling her yesterday, she's like, well, what should I set my goal as and this and that? And I'm like, just focus on the activity. If you just focus on the activity, the, the result happens. It's like, you know, getting excited about your body looking a certain way after going to the gym when it's when what you should just think about is, okay, I need to eat this many calories and go to the gym this many times. And if I do that, then that end result that I want is going to, you know, eventually just happen. Um, it's just easier to just focus on that day to day action, obviously have your end vision of where you're wanting to go with the business. But if you just focus on the activity, everything else will work itself out. Has anybody ever figured, uh, felt like, um, they are, tell me if you guys have ever felt this way. You ever heard the phrase, um, if I'm given six hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to sharpen my ax for five of those before I start chopping. As a visionary, most of the time, what we do is we just take a, we don't even care what the ax looks like. If it's sharp, it has covered in rust. We pick it up out of the dirt and we just freaking work and we're working and working and working and working and working. Meanwhile, somebody comes along with a sharp ax and just goes, boom, boom, boom. The job is done. Right. And so I hate to say it, but there are little pieces of your business. I feel like Matt, like if you don't know your average phone calls, you're, you're doing outreach on and your follow-up. That means there's probably other KPIs that we're missing that we got to really dial in for you. Um, yeah, so sure, yeah. write that one down. Cody, what's another one? What's another thing that he should be tracking um, in order for him to get a little bit more in line of, of knowing where his number should be? Yeah. So uh, as far as your leads go, um, you know, tracking how many leads you're getting a month. Obviously, it sounds like, you know, you're getting a decent amount, you know, every day, every week. Um, but just tracking that over each month. Because then you can start to, you know, look backwards historically over, you know, 30 days. In the last 30 days, I've gotten this amount of leads. And in the last 30 days of those leads that I've gotten, I've made this many phone calls. And based on that, I was able to get one contract or two contracts. And then you're able to start putting together, oh, on average, it takes me um, you know, 370 phone calls before I actually get a contract or maybe it's 500 phone calls or whatever that is. And then you can relate that back to your, actually the amount of leads you're getting too. And then you can have a little bit more certainty because what I've found a lot of times, Matt, is when, you know, people start talking about oh, the markets getting, you know, challenging or it's, you know, prices are, you know, getting crazy and sellers are getting crazy it's always been, they're always crazy. They always want too much. And yeah. Has there ever been a time in the wholesale industry where people, all the wholesalers are like, damn man, everything's easy right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's never. These, so these sellers are level headed and they want the right number. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, you'll, you'll have a lot more certainty when you're, when you're tracking some of that, uh, data a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. My, my brother, when he was with us uh, before he went back to work in a regular job, he he was doing what you said, the simple stuff with an Excel sheet because we were like, man, we got to get this shit like you're saying. Uh, but then once he let it kind of me and uh, – Do you have access guy, to it? Can you pull up his Excel sheet and see yeah, how many yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we do. Even that is like, I mean, I can learn it, I'm sure. But like speaking French to me, Excel, that's like, I'm like, man, I don't even know. My brother's telling me how to do a damn email half the time. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I'm so with the visionary thing. I'm just rolling. But but he was helping with that. Everything you're saying is, is 100. I know that's that's what's needed. So um, you're absolutely right. Got just got to get back. Yeah, we can pull it up to your to your question. You know, it's interesting yeah. when when Cody and I first started working together. So I was already, you know, Cody and I both had our own separate businesses before we ended up partnering together. And I actually had a multiple multiple businesses, a wife, a kid, you know, two two kids, brand new baby. My baby was like 5 months old when I first met Cody. And um Cody and I would have to block out time to work together, right? Where we would either meet at Starbucks or we would, I would go to his condo and I would sit on his floor because this broke ass bachelor didn't have chairs. <laughs> he had one dry erase marker that was orange. Like I, it's, it scarred me that that was the only dry erase marker he had. And we never actually, <laughs> we actually never, he probably still has that orange marker to be honest. So we, but we blocked out time. I remember there was times where I would just lay on your, remember I would just lay down on your floor, Cody, and I would just make, phone calls to sellers from my cell phone laying on my back and you were sitting in your desk working on stuff. Yeah. I'd be like looking, I'd have podio like right here and then I'd like turn and I'd be like, all right, so this seller, this is a situation, call them. And then like, you'd start calling and then I'm like scrolling. I'm like, all right, what's the next one for him to call after this one? And then like, all right, here's the situation with this one. Like, right. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm getting at Matt is that I feel like you and your brother, even though he's got his full-time job, you guys need to time block an hour a day or, you know, three hours on a Saturday or something like that, where you guys sync up physically together. And he only does integrator work. And he turns around, and he says, get on the phone with this seller, get on the phone with this seller, get on the phone with this seller, get on the phone with the seller. And that's all you do. And then when I would get a seller that was interested, I would walk outside and I would pace up and down Cody's condo um, complex and just lock sellers up over my cell phone. Okay. Like you've got to time block and get those times together. I do feel like if your brother's got his full-time job, it's really hard to pin him down. And so you're sitting there feeling like I got to do this on my own. It's got to get done or else it's or either I got to do it all or it ain't going to get done at all. Right. Yeah. Me and my partner Shamir. Now my brother is a visionary like me too. So that, uh, I, I dig your point, but, but yeah, right. your point is valid, but still, yeah, yeah. So when do when do you and your partner uh, Shamir get together and time block and like actually physically talk about each lead as they're coming through and all that? Well, I mean, we talk throughout the day, but he's in Ohio actually. Like I said, he made okay. me off TikTok, so we're not physically meeting up. But, but, that, but physically could online. be Zoom, right? Yeah, physically yeah, yeah. could be Zoom, where you guys are on Zoom with each other, and he says, "Hey, he's I'm, he's screen sharing Podio with you or whatever CRM right. you're using." And he goes, right. hey, here's this lead. We need to call this. And you call that seller right there while you're on the live with him. So it feels like you guys are in the same room together. That, that I'm right, telling right. you, brings cohesion and it brings like connectivity between you and your partner like you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. Well, my brother left for the uh, for back to the regular job. We, we were sort of getting there because he was him and this other guy we had brought on. Um, we're getting there. The guy that we brought on was more of a um, integrator, and we were getting to what you're saying. It kind of just fell apart. So it was like, so you're 100% right. I know. So I've been I've been slacking myself. I'll put it all on me for sure. It's not that you're slacking. It's that you know it's the same thing where you've got to invest your time where you get energy back in return. And it sounds to me like 
excel, sending emails, tracking leads, even caring how many, your thought is like any other visionary, you're like, what, how does it, why does it matter how sharp the ax is? I'm freaking swinging the piss out of this thing and I'm working my guts out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I have that tendency too. So, um, it's not that you're wrong about anything. It's not that you need to be doing Excel. It's not that you need to learn how to do all these things. You just need to push more of that on your partner and you guys need to adjust the way you can communicate on a daily basis where you guys are on a zoom. Don't be so isolated from each other. I feel like you guys are probably pretty isolated. Um, I would try and be on zoom and feel like you're in the same room together. And I think that would elevate your conversations. And then on top of that, what I would do is um, obviously we're going to teach you how to con convert some of these seller conversations to go further in the seller finance realm. One thing that's amazing about creative finance, one of hundreds of things about creative finance that's amazing is that creative finance actually gets us more cash deals than you would even believe. Because what happens is these sellers, right? We'll get on the phone with the sellers this Saturday for you. The sellers are having a dozen conversations with other investors. And those other investors are not talking about terms. They're only talking about cash as well. And the person who typically gets the deal is the one who keeps the longevity of that relationship going further than anybody else. Creative finance opens up other doors and other opportunities to have more um, really good conversations with the seller. And we end up coming back to sellers a lot of times. They go, yeah, you know what? I love the creative finance stuff. That just doesn't work for me. I really like you over these other people. Why don't you just give me a cash number that really works for you? And then we can move them down the right direction because we kept going with them four or five conversations more than any other wholesaler was able to do. So um, we'll teach you all that kind of stuff. But I do feel like one of the biggest issues in your business is definitely you, we've got to get Shamir dialed in. And Shamir should be looking at you and going, Matt, I need to take all this stuff off your plate. You should not do anything but talk to sellers all day long. Do you agree with that, Cody? Like you should be doing nothing but talking to sellers. I mean, he's great at it too. I know Shamir, if you're listening, whether it's live or later, uh, I'm not. Cody, Cody's good at talking to sellers too. Like surprisingly good at talking to sellers. I tease and a lot of people tease Cody, but Cody's phenomenal. Um, and same, same thing with me. I can get, I can see spreadsheets better than most people ever can. I'm incredibly organized. I'm incredibly like dialed in on that stuff, but you know what? Cody's Superman with that. So I'm not going to try and do even a little teeny job of, of Superman's. I'm pushing it all on him gotcha. and I'm going to lose all my pride in saying, well, I can do that too, right? That's a challenge. So there is like remove all pride here. Whose job is what, right? right? And I actually do believe in pointing fingers. If we don't close contracts, whose fault is it? It's my fault or it's Matt's fault or it's the sales team's fault. If we don't have leads to talk to, whose fault is that? It's Cody's. And Cody will admit that. And I think having fingers to point is actually a good thing in a really good partnership. But if you guys are both talking to sellers at this stage in the game, I think you have a problem. I think that that is an issue that there's a lot of integration that's not happening in your business yeah. when they're really need, like he needs to be focusing on that. Did, Cody, am I wrong on any of this stuff? No. I mean, if, the challenge is, especially when it's like newer partnerships, you kind of step on each other's toes a lot, kind of doing a little bit of everything together. Everyone, everyone's doing a little bit of everything. 
And like the sooner you can kind of like del like, you know, this is your thing, this is my thing. And you can kind of get yourself out of like, well, how many calls did Shamir make today? And then how many did I make? Like, are we making the right amount of calls? And, you know, it's just, it's easier if you, you know, can get in that conversation with Shamir of like, okay, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. And, you know, have that open discussion about the things you're going to do and the things you're not going to do. So then you don't have to, you know, be both trying to do the same things because you, you get a lot further when you can divide and conquer than if you just were both trying to conquer everything. Sure. Gotcha. It's tough, man. This it's a tough business because when you when you learn some of this stuff, it's for us now talking to you. It sounds to us like common sense and super easy. But when we were getting together, Cody and I tripped all over each other for a while. Where oh yeah, it was months. Yeah, it was months to get that figured out. And I I feel like our worst category that we tripped over was disposition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because Cody brought his own set of buyers to the relationship and I brought my own set of buyers to the relationship and like the way I, you know, liked doing disposition, Cody did not. And so we didn't fight about it, but we were definitely stepping all over each other. And then we had the added element of my wife who was doing a lot of my business. It was like, how do we find Laura's role in all of this? There was a lot of that stuff at the beginning. Now, like looking back on it, it feels like it was a four minute window, but it was really more like a three to five month window, right? Yeah, it was was months of of, uh, bouncing around, you know, just trying to, you know, get it all synced up. And like wondering how the other person feels about it. And like, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings and all of those things. The same stuff that you deal with, Matt, we, Cody and I dealt with that as well. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, the goal for you, Matt and Shamir, do you guys have a, a monthly goal that you're shooting for? Is it two contracts a month? Is it four contracts a month? Yeah, for sure. Well, we, three actually is what, what our goal would be. I mean, that was our goal. My brother and I's goal before it was my brother and I the whole time. And now it's now you know, it's me and Shamir, like I said, but, but it, it's pretty much been that, you know, that's that three. It would be, would be nice. Shit. Okay, so one, let's, one let's would break be that nice, down real quick. Let's break that down real quick. If I, if my goal is three contracts a month, Cody, how many leads do I need to generate to hit three contracts a month? Average 150 leads a month. Just as like, if you don't have an average of what your business is already doing to get a contract, you know, 50 leads per contract is a good starting point to, to be at. And then as you're working in your business over three, six, nine, 12 months, you can look back and see, okay, am I still, you know, at that 50 leads per contract or have I gotten better? And now I'm at 40 leads per contract, maybe less. Um, but that's a good, good uh, starting point. And cause it's, then it also becomes easy to get frustrated if you're just, you feel like you're working a lot and, and then it's, you know, the sellers you're having hard convert, you know, you're having a lot of hard conversations, but you're not, you don't feel like you're getting traction and knowing kind of those numbers more will give give a lot more clarity just to like feel like okay well i'm just i'm just not generating enough leads to get the amount of contracts that i that i want to get or it's i'm not making the right amount of calls to get those amount of contracts so you can kind of just bounce back and forth on that to know where you need to be yeah let's talk about that just real quick matt industry average for one contract is an average of 50 leads per contract okay 
Now, when you start implementing creative finance, usually you get that lead. Ours is like one in 21 leads. We get a contract. Okay. But industry average is one in 50. So if I'm generating 150 leads a month, then that means I deserve three contracts as long as I also hit the other industry average, which is 50 phone calls a day to those existing leads in follow-up, right? Because you're not cold calling, Matt. You're, you've got to do all your follow-up. So right. you've got to have 50 leads per contract and you've got to have 50 calls a day to achieve that number, right? In terms of follow-up and, okay, are you ready now? You said you weren't ready last week. Are you ready now? Are you ready now? Right. You know, th <laughs> those types of follow-up sequences. And yeah. we could talk another day all about follow-up sequences. We don't literally say those words. There's different follow-up sequences we follow. <laughs> Yeah. But 50 leads to a contract, it only happens when you actually do 50 calls a day of outreach. And we learned this. This is what we learned. When you have um, like smartphone, we have a piece of software inside of our CRM called smartphone. When you use smartphone, it's a click to dial, right? It's not a multi-line dialer, but it's click to call. So you're not actually entering information. You're not calling them on a physical phone. You can make those 50 calls in about a two and a half to three hour time frame and have some really good quality conversations. Okay. So at some point when you have a VA, you really, your job, your entire job, Matt, right now should consist of only three hours worth of work every day at the bare minimum. So if you have a day job or you have other places to go, I would be time blocking every day. What three hours am I making my 50 calls and focus on that and then have Shamir deal with everything else. Everything else goes on him. You need to focus on talking to sellers and you need to focus on every single part of your mind needs to be watching seller calls, studying sales scripts, um, how to overcome this objection, those types of things. That's where your primary focus should be. And then at that point, I'd say after 30 to 60 days, you now can know your numbers. You go, okay, well, we generated 130 leads, so definitely don't deserve three contracts. Um, but I got one contract, and it's because I only made 27 calls on average every day. So I already know what I got to fix. It's right. not your VA. It's not your lead flow. The thing you got to fix right now is don't go get more leads because you can't handle the 125 you got. You should have had two contracts, not one. Right. Right. It's basic math. And I think a lot of people are, it's interesting how lost people get. It's kind of like you go to the mechanic, like your car breaks down you go to the mechanic and the mechanic's like, okay, well, you got to fix your radiator. You, we need all four new tires. Your timing belt is off and we got to change your oil. And you go, okay, great. And then your car breaks down again. And then let's say that you, you go back to the mechanic. The mechanic goes, well, you need four new tires. You need a radiator, a timing belt, and you need an oil change. You're going to be like, no, I don't. I just got those. I fixed that. So the challenge is you don't even know where you're at right now, right? You don't even know those numbers. You, you, if Cody told you, do, this is your problem, you could not argue with him that that was your problem or not, right? So we got to get that. We got to get your partner, Shamir, to, to be able to give you those numbers. So one, what are my leads for the last 30 days, my last 30 revolving days? What are my leads? Two, what is Matt doing every day in terms of outreach and follow-up with those sellers? And once you know those numbers, then you can start tweaking your business. Yeah. For mm. sure. Makes sense. Cody, do you know the answer to this one? 
how many calls to get 50 leads? I mean, we're talking about calling already leads in, in the database. So just for people to understand that, we're not talking about just making cold calls. We're talking about cold calls that were already made, generated leads, and these are calls that are following up with those leads, Jose. So just being clear there, um, as far as for our callers, for example, our cold callers are generally making 800 to 1,000 dials on a daily basis. Of those 800 to 1,000 dials that they're making, they're typically going to have 100 to 120 conversations. Out of those 100 to 120 conversations, they're generally going to generate one to up to three leads a day from those. So that's hopefully that helps. So Matt, I know it's 11 o'clock where you're at right now. It's only um, eight o'clock. So we kind of got a cheat code on you. Um, so we, I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to answer a couple of questions here. So yeah, unlimited good, dreams says, how can I generate more leads? We make over 600 calls a day and I feel like we should be getting more leads a day. Let me tell you something right now. Matt hires a, uses a company called Start Virtual. So let's cover that real quick. In, in the side chat, you guys can look at startvirtual.com. He generates three leads a day. How many cold calls do you make every day, Matt? How many cold calls do you make every day? Uh, our VA, you mean, right? No, you. Oh, from follow-ups. No, 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 Just cold calls. Just cold Matt. calls. Oh, 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 oh my bad. Calls. The answer should be zero. Zero, zero. yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody pay attention to this. If you are cold calling yourself in this business, I, I do not advocate that. I, I do not advocate cold calling in this business because that's like you're sitting there trying to do something that we pay people under $10 an hour to do. Yeah. It is the lowest. How do I describe this? It's the, uh, not the low, uh, it's not a good use of time. It's not a good use of time. time stuff, yeah. It's not, a, it's not yeah. a good use of time. Obviously, I sp yeah. forgot how to speak English. Holy shiz. <laughs> it's a horrible use of your time is to cold call. And I know there's a lot of people, including some of my best friends that will teach, go out and learn how to cold call. I disagree. Hire somebody to do that. It's kind of the same. I tell people this story. I, if I have a cavity, I'm not learning how to replace or fix cavities. I'm going to hire a dentist. Right. That's it. Go hire somebody to do the things you don't want to do. And the reason why people struggle in this business is because they don't have a business because they don't have leads. And if they don't have right. leads, then they don't have a business. Here's the thing, Matt, you might not be getting all the, de the deals you want. We got to make some tweaks and some adjustments, but you have yeah. leads, bro. You yeah. have, you have solved whether you feel this way or not, you have solved like 75% of the problems that every business has. Wow. It's just yeah, that man. last 25%, right? Yeah, that's it's the that big last thing. 25%. Yeah, that's the, I, I appreciate it for you saying that. My brother and I used to sit here where I'm at now in this, you know, this hot back bar room where I have uh, at my house, and we would go through the tax delinquent list for free and just boom, 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 just me and him. And that, that's right. It was a huge time sucker. It was it, not saying we didn't will our way to a deal here and there at that time, um, but it was, to, to y'all's both y'all's point, it's a, it's a huge time sucker for sure. Right. So guys, let, let, let me just show you this really, really quick. I want to make sure that we are all on the same page. I'm going to change this up real quick. And I want to, I want to show you guys, if you are having a hard time with leads in your business, let me full screen this real quick. Um, all right. So check this out. If I am generating leads, I have, I go hire a cold caller. Okay. 
A cold caller should generate between two to three leads a day on average, okay? That cold caller puts that into my CRM or my customer relationship manager, right? Some people use Podio. Um, some people use uh, FreedomSoft. We are, I think, switching over to FreedomSoft. I think we like it a lot, so I think we're potentially switching over to FreedomSoft, but that's another conversation for another day. So the cold caller puts this information into the CRM and the CRM then notifies you through a text message or even a notification inside the CRM itself and you'd get a notification. And that notification says, hey dude, you got a lead. You got a lead I cold called for you, this cold caller here, um, cold called for you, generated a lead and you are, Matt, sounds like you're getting probably about Let's see, it's, uh, you're probably getting about 75 leads a month. Okay, something like that. Okay, so Matt's job is to call on the leads only. People who have already raised their hand and said, yes, I want an offer. Or maybe not I want an offer necessarily. They might say, okay, I'll have a conversation, right? Something like that. That's a lead. Somebody that expresses interest, that becomes a lead, okay? Now, what happens is there's a lot of people out of those 75 that say, no, 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 you know, not right now, whatever. Matt's job is to, every month, he gets another 75, another 75, another 75. And before long, Matt has 300 leads in his CRM. His job every day is to make 50 calls to those existing leads. We never want Matt to cold call. It's a waste of time. If you are cold calling, I am so sorry to, to, to strike you with this, but it is an absolute waste of your time. It is. I'm sorry. It's a waste of your time. Stop doing it. It's why a lot of people burn out. They hate it. And they, they just go, this business is really hard because you're yeah, doing a job that somebody in the Philippines can do 10 times better than you because cold calling requires consistency and most people can't stay consistent. I could never, I could never, I know. What is that saying? Know thyself. I know that I would never consistently cold call because the world de demands way higher level things from me. I have way too many skills and way too many other opportunities I should be spending my time and energy on. Cold calling is a waste of my time. So absolutely stop cold calling. Hire a, hire a virtual assistant. Solve 75% of people's problems and hire a damn virtual assistant. Be done. That conversation should be over. Done. Stop it. Okay? Now we can have a real conversation of how to run a business instead of you cold calling, right? And I wish more people just like knew that. Uh, nobody so, said that, so it's true. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah. No, no, no. So now we can have a conversation of why is Matt not converting those leads? And that's where you should be focusing your time and energy is becoming more of an assassin, more of a ninja and closing more of those deals. And so that's where we will help you out with on Saturday is help encourage you to move some of these conversations forward and give you kind of a guideline and expectation of how to handle these leads when we call your sellers for you on Saturday. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <clears throat> I don't know if I should include my uh, landlord who I've been with for 10 years, which is not going to make me money, but uh, I've been considering he wants to finance this, this, my current place to me. So, um, let's hold yeah, you back. Definitely do that. Pace has uh -huh. worked out deals with 
friends or investor. I mean, all sorts of weird deals. So I think that would be fun. I just talked to him the other day and he's, uh, yeah, he's, I don't know. I need pays for that one for sure. I'd be happy to talk to him. We had, um, we had a uh, private lender of ours. Her name is Desiree. She, we still, I don't, how much money do we have of hers right now, Cody? 110,000. She didn't reinvest like more money at some point? No, that's what we have of hers right now is 110. Okay, so we have a, we have $110,000 of her money wrapped up in some sub two deals. And she's a nurse. And so she's like, so I see you doing all this like seller finance stuff with my money. And she's like, I really, you know, I've been renting for like 13 years. I go, we need to talk to your landlord. Yeah, similar she's, situation. She's like, you'd be willing to do that? I go, yeah, I'd set up a lunch. And so I went and I sat down with her and her landlord. I converted her. She now got a zero down, zero down, zero percent interest seller finance deal on her own personal house. And two months ago, she bought a second house from him. Now, that was two years ago that I helped her do that. But dude, hap happy to do that. Ha absolutely, you should be buying this that that place, seller finance. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. He actually owned the uh, the house next to mine. I screwed up, and I, I just talked to him the other day. He said, "Oh yeah, sold that two months ago." I said, "Shit," but at least mine is is still. He says holding for me, but but you know that's why I get stuck because he's saying this stuff. Oh, I want six percent interest, this, that, and the other, and and the market's up now. I want this much, and da 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 da. And I'm like, we just, okay, I'm, we stuck. Just, I'm stuck here. We just bought a we just bought a mobile home park at six percent. Doesn't mean it's not a deal, right? Okay. Um, okay. There was a point where our parents were getting mortgages back in the 80s and 90s. They were paying like 12%, 14% interest. We've been spoiled wow. at two and a half, right? Three and a half percent interest. 6% interest is still a decent interest rate. It yeah, just depends on the terms, right? Yeah. Here's, right. A, here's one that's really interesting. Cody and I just bought um, a handful of deals where the purchase contract, this was the purchase contract. Check this out. The, the seller's like, I want... I feel like the market's going to continue to go up and my neighbor's telling me I shouldn't sell. So what I do is I go to the seller and I go, we will buy your houses for Zillow market price plus $20,000 at the close of escrow. So that means that if Zillow keeps going up all the way through the next 30 days, so does our purchase price. The day we close escrow on your deal, it's a seller finance deal, right? Remember, I care less about the purchase price. I care more about the terms. So we ended up buying, that's actually what our purchase contract states. Our purchase contract states Zillow price at close of escrow plus $20,000. This is where creative finance dominates. And this is where so many people are missing the ball is that we'll buy deals all over the place, cash flowing five, $6,000 a month on Airbnbs. How much money are we making on Sonnet right now, Cody? Are we like net net? Do we know? Uh, two, three, we're, we're, we're a little bit closer to two right now, but it also is summertime, the hottest and slowest season of the month for Arizona. And we Let's paid 50 grand over retail for that. 50 grand over retail and we're netting $2,000 a month on one property, net. Not generating income, that's net in our pocket. Cody can go buy $2,000 of whatever Cody buys $2,000 of, right? So no, the purchase price, I care less about the purchase price, I care more about the terms and that's what creative finance is all about. So 
this is where we can teach you more um, on Saturday, Matt, is a little bit more, give you an inside look on inside of the mentorship and let you come in. Um, let's see here. So Prime Effectable says, Pace, where can I subscribe to your, me your membership? Don't subscribe to my mentorship. Work with my existing students. My students are right here in the side chat. Go to the students and say, how can you help me? These students get 25 Zooms a week with our team, 25 Zooms a week with our team. So they have, they have crazy training, okay? Um, Zachary Hamilton says, I've been wasting my time for two years. I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, I think I know what this is. I feel like this is a fear of success. And I have this fear too. It's like, I will continually do stupid shit because I'm afraid to succeed. So I'll just keep like, Cody, do you ever do this to yourself or do you, or do you not have that fear? No, I definitely do that. I mean, I do that with my fitness too. So it's, it happens. Are you like afraid of looking ripped? Is that what it is? <laughs> Subconsciously, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a, some of those subconscious things that you just like self-sabotage yourself sometimes. Right. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I can tell you that one of my biggest fears has been the fear of success. It's like, do I really deserve this? Am I really worthy of being a multimillionaire? And it was like really cool. I saw Cody's Instagram the other day. He made a post. He was standing in front of his Porsche. Yeah, I saw that too. Awesome. And it was a really great post. The post I really liked there is he said, I'm a, um, mil a net worth millionaire. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, that's a powerful statement. Right. And it reminded me that Cody and I do deserve everything that we have. In fact, we deserve more. And I, I it, it's a paradigm shift. And that, that post with Cody, something hit me, it hit me in a, in a certain way. It was really interesting. So if you guys don't feel like you deserve it, I promise you, you do. I promise you deserve it. There's a lot dumber people making a lot more money than you. Yeah. It's just that they believe that they can do it. It's freaking weird. Yep. It's freaking weird. So, um, Matt, did you get any value from tonight? I know Cody and I just blabber on. No, invaluable. So do I usually. So I, I'm. I, I hopefully I did well and shut the hell up. And uh, but yeah, it's it's invaluable, man. I mean, ever ever since the first whatever five minutes when you talked about the Saturday thing, I said, like I said, I, I should have left in on a high note. That was that alone, you know. Um, and I know part of this, this, what do you call it? Challenge or whatever it was, um, to invite people was included the zero to hero, the next, the next thing. So that also that, you know, even that alone was invaluable. So this on top of that, it's just, like I said, once this logs off, I'll, you know, do a Will Ferrell and streak down the street and wild out or something. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do? You know what we should do for you? Um, Matt, did, Co did, did Kelly give you access to zero to hero? I don't know about maybe, but but I know that she said I was. I don't know about a link yet, but yeah, she okay, no, cool. not a link yet. I don't think. Okay, so that's one of the things that you won as winning the contest inside the Facebook group is you win access to the Zero to Hero Challenge. So all the sub two students already have it. Um, but what I would do is reach out to Kelly. It is game changing. I think that there's things that you guys probably are not doing with your VA and the way that you're not running your business that you need to see this in Zero to Hero. So. I'm get sure. Kelly. I'm sure she's already on it. Kelly's always on everything. Um, and 
what we'll do is Kelly and I will coordinate with you coming into the mentorship on Saturday and we'll call your sellers. I'll call your sellers, Matt will call your sellers. And then some of my students will call your sellers as well. And we'll show you how we do things in sub two. Man, that's just incredible. I don't even know what else to say. Well, you, you deserve it, bro. You deserve every, every, every bit of it because you are so helpful and helping us build our community with the Facebook group. And I thank you and Cody. Thanks you. Thank you, brother. Thank both of y'all. It's amazing. Absolutely. I can't even tell you. Well, we'll see, we'll see you on Saturday or what? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sure, like you said, Kelly or whoever will reach out to me and tell me whatever. Right. Love it. I, Thank you, Matt. And everybody, if you need to reach out to Matt, um, his Instagram is Matt Suddeth yeah. on Instagram. So at Matt Suddeth, S-U-D-D-I-T-H. Yep. Matt Suddeth on Instagram. Reach out to him. DM. You guys should, you guys should be linking up and doing things together. Um, Matt, any final words? No, man, that's it. Well, I'll say I'm not going to just drop names on folks, but a shout out to y'all know who you are already in your mentorship that are helping me out, you know, squatting up amazing, amazing. Um, and I'm not even in the mentorship. It's amazing. It's, you know, I can see from, from all y'all that are helping already. And I, and I just, just extremely grateful to both of you guys for taking your time. I know it is three hours behind me, but still I'm very grateful. It's amazing, man. So yeah, I look forward to Saturday. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um, Cody, it's always good to see you, bro. Am I, am I going to get to see you tomorrow? Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow night for partnership meeting or what? Yes, sir. All right, yeah, guys, have a talk, great... um, sorry, his pep talk was you weren't going to be here 45 days vacationing and you weren't going to come. So that was, I was like, you know, was... Cody's still recovering from his 45 day oh vacation. So we'll see if he yeah. comes. So I was blessed to have you on as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next Happy week on day. Sunday service, uh, 7 p.m. every single week. You can watch it on Cody's YouTube or my YouTube. Cody, what is your YouTube? Is it youtube.com forward slash Cody Barton? I think so. If you just you type in double Cody check Barton that. on YouTube. Yeah. You should double check that so I can sh share that with people. Kelly, help. Yeah, help help, help, uh, <laughs> help Cody. So, guys, if you go to Kel uh, Cody's YouTube You'll learn a lot more integrator-based items, um, a very different flavor that, from myself. Yeah. And I watch and consume Cody's stuff where I'm like, just his Instagram post the other day, I was like, damn. And he's my partner. And I'm like, damn, that was good. I didn't text him about it because I was too busy, like, just thinking about how good that post was. <laughs> but go, fo go follow uh, Cody on YouTube, guys. We had a little over 300 live viewers between Cody's YouTube, my YouTube, and our Facebook group. So thank you guys for all tuning in. And we will see you guys next week on Sunday Service. Oh.